Let's get you fired up, financially independent, retire early. If you're a realtor, lender, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the community market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but the information will take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hi there, thanks for listening. This podcast is going to tell you a little bit about what to expect on this podcast. If you're a real estate professional, we're going to be talking a lot about real estate related stuff, but actually, it can be applied to any profession or any business. So if you're an entrepreneur or a business professional, then listen up. This podcast is going to be for you. We're going to talk heavily about marketing and just different avenues of your business that will be able to help you exceed and excel and sort of stand out from the rest. We're going to be having interviews with real estate professionals that are and, and mortgage professionals that are doing really, really well in the industry. And we're going to talk about what techniques and tactics that they're using to help them stand out and be at the top. We're also going to talk just about business strategies in general. So a little bit about me. My name is Krista Mayshore. I'm 48 years old. I am happily married to Steve. This is my second uh, marriage. We've been married for about 10 years together, 11. I've got two awesome children that are my own, Kaylee and Jalen. Kaylee is 18. Jalen is just about 21. And then I've got a bonus child named Casey. Casey is 22 years old. So we are a blended family. And I will say that out of all aspects of being married, probably the blended family is the hardest part of it. If it was just me and Steve, we're like everyone else, we have normal issues and problems, but we get along pretty darn good and we're quite quite magically in love. But one of the biggest issues that we've had over the past 10 years has been the blending of the families and just parenting kids and, you know, different, um, my viewpoints about how to raise kids, his viewpoints about how to raise kids. And when you have a blended family, sometimes things just come up to where, you know, you feel like, oh, your kids, my kids, you know, you're not treating them the same and that kind of thing. So I'm sure you'll hear a little bit about that within the podcast episodes upcoming. Uh, and hopefully I'll be able to relate to some of you and you can understand that even though, um, you have a blended family, you can still make it work. But again, it does, it is a little hard at times. So I was uh, raised as a tribal witness. I no longer am. My, my whole family is my parents are, my brothers are, they're really heavily involved in the, in the, um, Jehovah's witness religion. The nice thing about that is it gave me some really, really strong core beliefs and values about just, you know, having as much integrity as possible and always doing the right thing. I've got very, very strong feelings about marriage and, um, you know, doing whatever you can to, to make marriage work. So I really, really do put my marriage first and it's very, very important to me. What else about me? Um, well, my first marriage, talk a little bit about that. So I was married for about seven years and one day I was at breakfast with my daughters and all my best friends from high school. There's about five of us were still we've been in each other's weddings are the great great friends and we love each other like crazy. So one day I'm at uh, lunch with my or breakfast with my best friends and my phone rings and being at real estate in real estate I um answered the phone. You see I had just left my full-time safe teaching position to be um, to be a stay-at-home mom, and my goal at that time was just to be able to 
sell a few houses a year to be able to supplement my income so I could stay home with my two daughters. The reason this was so important to me was because my daughter Kaylee had had uh, contracted spinal meningitis when she was about three weeks old, and we ended up spending about three weeks in the isolation unit in Children's Oakland, Oakland Children's Hospital Dole because uh, Kaylee had had a kidney, um, a septic kidney, and it was actually causing urine to go back into her kidney. So one of her kidneys actually ended up dissipating and the good kidney started having issues. And so that caused her to get spinal meningitis and then she had multiple strokes. So with that being said, um, they were, the doctors had told me that she was probably going to have a pretty rough life. So my goal was to be a stay-at-home mom. So I left my full-time teaching job. I've got a master's in curriculum instruction, so teaching was my thing. My ultimate goal was to become a principal, and I ended up, uh, that ended up not happening because when Kaylee got sick and we went back home, um, I left teaching altogether and got my real estate license. One day while I was at breakfast with my best friends, the phone rings, and on the other line is one of my girlfriends from college, and she proceeded to tell me that she had seen my husband at the time with another woman. And I had, you know, quite honestly, was sort of shell-shocked and told her, oh, no, he's he's golfing. And she said, Krista, I've seen them being intimate. So with that being said, when something like that happens, I mean, all these crazy emotions goes through your head. Like, I'm not good enough. And why me? And, uh, you know, is she prettier? Is she younger? And what about the kids? Like, all I could think about was my daughters and the fact that I had just left my job and what was I going to do? And at that same time, we had just bought a brand new house. So it was just a crazy time for me. And my ultimate goal was just to keep the kids safe and to keep them in their house. So I remember one day it was, it was Thanksgiving. It was the first Thanksgiving alone. And as you guys know, I was a Jehovah's Witness. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. My family didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. So I was by myself for the first Thanksgiving, and I remember the door knocking, and it was the new girlfriend uh, picking up my kids to take them away for Thanksgiving, and I just remember being at the lowest point of all low at that time, just feeling just so lonely and so, you know, scared and just, just devastated over the loss of my family, and so it was just a crazy tragic time for me, and I sat there for a couple hours, and I cried, and I remember looking out into the backyard and just seeing this, this backyard with a bunch of weeds in it and and I remember deciding that I was going to fill that backyard with a beautiful gorgeous pool and a beautiful playground for my kids and I was going to fill it full of memories and love and at that moment I just decided that I needed to quit having my pity party and I needed to just make a change so I went for it I went all into real estate uh, and I sold 69 houses my first year. And I look back now, I'm like, I don't know how I did that because, you know what? Actually, I do know why. Because my why at that time was so important. My why was keeping my daughters safe, keeping them in their home, protecting them. Like, that was my driving force. My why was making sure that no matter what, that they were not, they didn't feel displaced and they didn't feel the loss of their family. So that's what I did. And that why helped me continue to just do well year after year after year and so uh in my during my career I've sold anywhere just right around 2,000 homes give or take probably give and that was just personally me personally with with an assistant with a transaction coordinator and you know it was it was crazy I mean I was busy and I was working and just like everyone else you know how real estate is right if you're in the real estate industry or the mortgage industry you know just how crazy it can go and so I did that for a long, long time. And I was kind of 
you know, working off of this fear-based mindset, if that makes sense. I was still just so worried about the girls and having them, you know, uh, of coming from that place of, of loss. Another reason why, um, I was kind of just, it's like, I almost didn't feel like I deserved to make, to do well. And I felt like at any given moment it was going to go away. And where that comes from is the fact that when I was younger, I, um, I ended up finding myself in a bit of trouble as a youth and I ended up finding myself in a group home and then in a foster home and then spending my remaining years of high school, um, in, in, in a foster home. And so I ended up putting myself through college and kind of, you know, getting my way out of the, the bad habits and the bad friends that I had, had made, you know, in junior high. And when I was in my foster, I met some amazing, amazing girls and they really helped sort of guide me back into the direction where I should have been in the first place. And I ended up um, putting myself through college and, you know, it was hard. I mean, I, I had no money. All of it came from me. It came from me working full-time and going to school full-time. So what I did was I went to school from, from uh, I worked from uh, nine till six every day. And then I would drive to, to college and go to school from 6.30 to 10. So I did that full-time and I put myself through, through college. And then I became a teacher and met my husband. And so it was kind of like this up and down life, right? Like I, I ended up getting in trouble as a youth and then, and it was a really hard time. And then things got better. I met my best friends and did wonderful. And then I put myself through college and things were looking up and then all this, I got married and that was great. And then my husband had an affair and I was devastated again and things were difficult and things were hard. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, uh, I have, um, just it was up and down, right? And then I I get this career and I ended up doing really really well in it, but I was living off of scarcity and and fear of of loss that I was going to end up kind of being back the way that I was when I was in high school and through college where I just didn't have anything. And then the fear of when I lost everything when I was with my ex-husband and you know started from ground zero. So it was this up and down battle of just a scariness. And so for years I I kind of ran my business off of that fear mode. I was kind of like this hamster just trying to, to do well. And even though in my best year, I sold 169 homes and, and quite frankly, from the time I started every year, I sold right around a hundred, hundred plus homes. One year, I remember I sold 17 homes and that was because the market kind of got better. So when the market was bad around 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, I ended up getting into short sales and foreclosure. So I did awesome. Right. And then all of a sudden one day it was almost like everything got better, which was amazing for the economy. And I'm so happy it happened, but all of my business dried up and I went from selling like 150 homes that year down to selling 17 or 12. It was 12 or 17. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, scarcity mindset again. And this is kind of how the whole coaching and book and everything sort of evolved. I, I wrote a book called sell hundred homes a year. You can get it on Amazon or you can, you know, press the link in, in, um, down below and get a copy of it, a free copy of it, ebook. And I remember one day I went to a listing presentation and I actually didn't get the listing and I called, which you should always call. If you ever don't get a listing, you don't get a client, you don't get that, you know, that person trying to get that loan or whatever it might be. You should always call and say, why didn't you choose me? Well, they told me, well, Krista, you, the last agent called you the foreclosure queen. And oh my gosh, I thought about it and I was like, they are right. I am the foreclosure queen because that's all I'd been doing for the past five, six years was foreclosures and short sales. And so at that moment, I deemed to reinvent myself because remember, I was selling well over a hundred homes, right around 150, 160, you know, for several years uh, in a row. And then all of a sudden, when you go from that down to, you know, 12 homes, 
you're freaking out going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I've got my kids. I've got this house. I've got, you know, my, my assistants, I've got to make this work. I I'd, had, you know, um, bills that I had to kind of, you know, houses, cars, those kind of things, just like everyone that I had to learn to pay for. And when you have a home and a single income and, you know, two employees and you're only selling 12 houses, it just isn't enough. And mind you, back then the houses were, you know, right around $250,000. So it wasn't a lot of income with, with the lifestyle that I'd created. So I was again in survival mode. So I started researching how the fortune 500 companies run their business. Like what are they doing? How do they get business? And that's where I learned the strategy of engagement marketing. And I started heavily just giving content and giving value and just serving and giving informational tips. And then I, and I did it all through video, right? So I got myself out there, um, and just started educating the community. I, anyone thought anything real estate related, they thought me. They think anything community, community related, they thought about me because I made sure that I got myself out there and I exposed myself to the map to the masses. And also at that point, I made the decision to market every single property as though it was a million dollar property. So I took, I took, uh, you know, a house that was $250,000 and I did professional photography, drone photography, full page colored flyers. I sent out, you know, a thousand just listed postcards to, to the neighbor, the surrounding neighborhood. I mean, I did everything that no one else was doing. Like nobody else at that time was even, was, was doing four page flyers. If they were, if they were doing anything, they were doing a black and white one page flyer, right? So my goal was to make sure that I did everything different than everyone else so that people would start to notice me. So what happened was very quickly within a year, I was back up to, to around, you know, 70, 80, 100 homes, all because I stood out from the crowd. And so what we're going to be talking about on this podcast are ways that you can stand out amongst the crowd in your profession. How can you, you be seen as the go-to community market leader, somebody that serves your community, that adds value, that gives tips and tricks about your profession so that you can't help but notice you. And then once you actually get their attention, how do you knock their socks off, give them the best experience ever? So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about things like lead generation, lead nurturing. We're going to talk about conversion, fulfillment and delivery, uh, refer, retain and resell. We're going to be talking about how you can stand out as a business professional to make an impact on your community. And the ultimate goal is to help people be able to achieve so much financial freedom and have more time that they then can start giving back to their communities and making an impact and making a difference. My goal is to create community market leaders across the country who are philanthropists and who give back. And I know that sounds like such of a crazy thing because we've gotten to be so, you know, me, me minded. Everyone's all about me, me, me. And I really want to show people there's a different way to kind of live. So I hope you join me. I promise to give as much value as possible. We're going to be nothing but absolutely real. And uh, there's a lot more to these stories. I know I'm kind of, you know, glossing over it and glossing over the pain and the agony of, of it, but I'm going to be as real as possible for you so I can, you know, do my best. Again, my goal is to help, to serve, to uplift people, to positively affect every life that I touch. And so my goal is to hopefully affect yours. And uh, thank you so much for, for listening. And I cannot wait to, to, to see more of you and to, and to get to know you better and for you to get to know me better as well. And as always, make it a great home selling and buying day. When you do what you love, people love what you do. 
Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit the ultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and be sure to check out kristamayshore.com slash podcast for free downloads and resources. Can't wait to see you next time.